Last summer, Christy and I made a whirlwind trip to Arlington, Texas. We'd been invited by some friends to come and enjoy a Texas Rangers baseball game because they had landed great seats right behind the dugout. So we took off, and when we got there around five o'clock, we received a message from our friends that said, the game has been canceled. One of the players has died. It was truly a tragedy. Well, later on that summer, on July the 12th, the LA Angels baseball team played their first home game since the tragedy in honor of Tyler Skaggs. Every ball player on the Angels team wore the number 45, which was his number, and the name of Skaggs on the back of their jersey in honor of their fallen teammate. That night, the Angels pitching staff threw a no-hitter. They scored seven runs in the first inning and a total of 13 runs for the game, matching Tyler Skaggs' birthday of July the 13th. Even more eerie, the last time a no-hitter was thrown by a major league team in California was on July 13, 1991, the day Tyler Skaggs was born. Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Was all of that fate, happy and sappy coincidences? Well, not if you're a Christian. As Christians, we believe in something called providence. Providence is God's continual involvement with all created things in such a way as to fulfill His purposes. And today, we're going to have the curtain pulled back for us so that we can catch a glimpse of the purpose of providence of God in Ruth and Naomi's life and in ours. And here's what we learn that God allows or ordains tragic heartache in order to set the stage for the true hero. Bleak situations set the stage for God's intervention. In the first chapter of our novel, The Book of Ruth, all eyes are on Naomi. We have a front row seat to her descent into despair. Naomi was once married to a man named Elimelech, and the life seemed grand for them in Bethlehem with their two boys. But one day, famine struck and no food was to be found for days and days and days. Elimelech had to do something, as any husband or dad would do. But what he did and what he should have done were miles apart. You see, the famine wasn't just a feature of meteorological conditions. The famine was a result of spiritual conditions, the rebellion of God's people in Bethlehem. But instead of repenting, Elimelech continued the rebellion by running into the land of compromise, which was the land of Moab. And then we come to the end of Ruth chapter 1. The scene is that Naomi is walking into the town of Bethlehem, known as the house of bread, and ladies are rushing up to her saying, Is it really you, Naomi? But there's nothing pleasant about the look on Naomi's face. And she responds to them, Call me bitter. Tyler Perry wrote a movie called Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Well, they could have written one about Naomi and they could have called it the Journal of a Bitter Jewish Lady. But chapter one, if not immediately identifiable, actually ends on an upswing. It says this, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley season. It may not be recognizable at first, but when we put it all together, we will see that God is working behind the scenes. That heartache makes our heart long for a true hero. We won't find that true hero in any of the characters of this story, but we do see glimpses and shadows of those who are like Jesus. 
Jesus is who our hearts are satisfied by. He is the true hero of this story because this story points to Him. And it is with Him that we walk day by day. As you pray today, please remember Jeremy Hambrice and his family, our missionaries in Papua New Guinea. And also remember the Russian Life Word broadcast heard in Russia.